We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 2nd, 2011. And we're going to switch gears here. And uh, just a couple announcements. Uh, this was from uh, Pastor D.A. Waite of uh, BibleForToday.org. And I guess they're, uh, they have a uh, fund for their uh, King James Bibles that they actually send to the prisoners in um, I guess their fund is low, and I, I wanted just to kind of post this on the PDF. Um, if you want to contribute to that particular fund for the Prisoner's Bible Fund. And they give you like three different options here. I'm going to go ahead and just make sure you go to the PDF on the site, because there's links and there's things like that involved. And, and if you want to uh, donate to that, you can do that. It's BibleForToday.org. You can find it that way, or go to my PDF for... January 2nd, 2011, and it'll be about on page 16. This next uh, was an email from a listener named Krista, and she said, Scott, thank you again for the continued dedication of your calling. You do not know how much of a blessing you are to many people. Well, yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, I just feel like I'm doing my reasonable service, you know. But um, then she goes on to say, I listen to every teaching and do research myself to stay informed of the enemy's plans to kill, steal, and destroy. I have to admit that at times I am so burdened to pray against the evils that surround us that my laughter has turned to mourning. Some days it is hard for me to focus on the goodness of God, which I need to do so I do not become depressed. Amen. You know, I agree. You know, um, Please read the short testimony, maybe share with your listeners to help encourage them. Seven years ago, after 23 years of marriage, my husband left me and my life was totally turned upside down. I had very little income, a devastating autoimmune disease, and the kids still at home. I have to say now that it was the best time of my life as God's used this time to pull me out of an evangelical, I'm sure 501c3 corporate church, and prove that he would and could meet every need. I thought I had faith before, but not like I have today. I have been completely healed of the disease. I have a small business of my own to pay the bills. I rely every day on God to bring in work. If I need packing supplies, I ask him for them. And someone always brings me just what I need. If I need coat or shoes, I ask him for them. And I either find some at a yard sale or people give them to me. I don't have a lot of money, but he always brings just enough to cover what I need. I have been well enough to plant a fair-sized garden and store up some food. I am also blessed to live in Amish country where I can buy fresh butchered meat and all-natural and organic food. Please encourage your listeners to not lose heart at these times, as God will provide for you when there seems to be no way. No matter what we face, he is right there to work all things for good for those that love him. For them, they were called according to his purpose. I, need this, I needed this trying of my faith to prepare me for the days to come, and I praise him for it. Now that's very insightful. She needed the trying of her faith. Okay, um, and these are things that work with patience. Okay, and um, usually the darkest times that we ever have um, are many, many times, and it actually should be in some ways, is the times where you will draw closest to the Lord. And you will see his hand move the greatest. Okay, I know that was my experience as well. So I thought that was really cool. I needed this trine of my faith to prepare me for the days to come, and I praise him for it. I praise the Lord. And that's the kind of attitude I believe the Lord Jesus Christ really wants to see. Like we praise him in the good times and the bad times, not just when it's, you know, good. Okay? Um, 
Psalm 55.22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. To God be the glory. Yeah, amen. Amen. Um, next little clip. Uh, a listener writes, I was surprised when I saw this preview. It is insane. It is a cartoon movie about aliens abducting women from Earth for mating with aliens to produce a hybrid offspring. And it is a film for children. And guess who's bringing it to us? Good old Disney, who I've done a whole 10-part teaching exposing as one of the most wicked corporations on the planet. And I'm just going to play you the first about minute and 12 seconds of this just so you can kind of understand this. Okay, so this clip, it starts, this is the official trailer for Mars Needs Moms. And this is straight from Walt Disney Studios, okay? And it shows this kid, it's almost like, it's not claymation, but it's kind of like this weird cartoony thing. And um, it starts out where this little boy is having this interaction with his mom, and all of a sudden she gets swept off to Mars. So I'm just going to kind of play this and, and make comments along the way. You didn't eat your broccoli. No broccoli, no TV. Milo? Is that broccoli? No, that's vomit, but I understand the confusion. I told you to eat that. You're not going to make me eat it now, are you? That's not a good thing to say. I'm going to go tell her I'm sorry. Mom? So it says here, Mars can't live without them. He goes in there to apologize to his mom from this episode, and then and he watches his mom get sucked out the window or whatever by these aliens, I guess. And it says, Mars can't live without them, these moms. Let her go! Wait! Let me go! So he gets snagged on this rocket going up to the mothership. I'm in a spaceship! And then he goes through what looks to be a wormhole, a stargate, and then he arrives at Mars. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Welcome to Mars. My name is Gribble. This is two cats. So he meets this other human up there. He, he stowaways on the ship, and he meets this other human guy up there, and he helps him out trying to get back to his mom. What's your handle? Milo. How about I call you my bro? Check it. What is going on? fact is, Mars needs moms. So the aliens are stealing them from Earth to raise their own kids. So did you hear that? That Mars needs moms. So the aliens are stealing them from Earth for to make their own kids. <laughs> and they show them, and they're these little hybrid-looking devils. They look like... I don't know. They're humanoid looking, but that that's what we're 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 dealing with here. Evidently, uh, it appears to be that the moms are being used as like brood mother incubators in order to um, make these hybrid offspring, which is kind of funny because all the alien abduction scenarios where these women turn up pregnant, and I'm talking, there's been millions of them. All of a sudden, they lose their baby around the sixth, seventh month, and the babies are gone. And this is a very, very common scenario that's been going on for literally decades. I mean, if you've done, they've done polls where they've found that two to three percent of the American population has said that they've been abducted. But it's just not something they're they're running around the streets proclaiming because it's an embarrassing thing. There's got to be more to this story than just mass psychosis. 
So, and anyway, that's all I'm going to play of, of the trailer. But, um, it's, you know, they try to present it in this real fun way. You know, aliens, you know, we're kind of, you know, uh, they're here, and yeah, they're stealing, you know, the moms, and, and yeah, they're... It appears as though they're impregnating them and hybridization and all these little Nephilim babies, which is exactly what was happening during Genesis 6. The sons of men, uh, the sons of God saw the daughters of men. The, the angels saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives, all that they chose. And in those days were Nephilim, the fallen giants in the earth. And this was the byproduct of fallen angels and human women. Well, now we got Mars needs mom. Same thing. And Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, if you went back to Noah's day with a camera crew, what do you think the number one story you'd come back would be? Well, it would be that these fallen angels came down and procreated with women and created this Nephilim race, and it got so bad that God had to destroy the whole world with a flood because they had so corrupted the seed of mankind. Isn't this what this movie's about? corrupting the seed of mankind through hybridization. But yeah, if Disney can come along and put a nice little, you know, devil veneer on it and make it all look fun and happy and, you know. But that's that's another that's just another example of how wicked Disney is. Don't give them a dime and don't go to see this movie either and give them a dime. Because I'm telling you if you're going and you're paying money to Hollywood to watch these movies, don't think God's not going to chasten you if you're one of his. Okay, because the Bible says, of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, and if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. A bastard is an illegitimate son. So if you can go and you can, you know, do this and do that and, and spend money on Disney videos and go out and, and participate in all manner of wickedness and have no consciousness of your sin and have no chastisement of God, you're not saved. I almost guarantee you're not saved. But if you're his kid, he can spank you. And if you're doing things that are displeasing to him, you're going to have a rough time. I'm just telling you, I've been there and done it. Not to say I'm perfect now either. Okay, but, you know, just as a general rule of thumb there. Uh, next article, I got this from J.J. Uh, uh, Luna. He was the one that wrote the book, How to Be Invisible. And it's on cell phone tracking. I wasn't aware of this. In the, and this guy, really, this is his whole life. Now, he's not a Christian, okay? But... He's very, very up on privacy issues. Okay, In the past, I've written that the only way to avoid being tracked by your cell phone, other than not taking it with you, is to take out the battery. However, I have since learned that many modern phones have a secondary battery, which cannot be removed. This is, des- this is designed to assist local authorities to recover phones that have been used in criminal activities. Here is an interesting article about the cell phone tracking, and I give you the link there that you can click on. And it says, so then, is there any way to carry a phone with you and still make sure that you're not being tracked? Because what they do is they triangulate the signal uh, with the cell phone towers, and they can pinpoint where you're at within, you know, literally, I think, yards, if not closer. One suggested solution is to carry your cell phone in a tri-weave material made of nickel, copper, and silver-plated nylon fabric. To check for suppliers, do a Google search for cell phone stronghold bag. The cost is about $30. You won't receive any incoming calls, of course, but at least you can take it out of the bag and make a call in case of an emergency. So just something to think about. If things start to get really, really bad, 
and you have a cell phone and you have the battery out and you think that they can't track you, you're, you, and I'm not saying God can't protect you. I'm just saying I didn't, wasn't aware of this and I just wanted to pass that little tip along because literally it could save your life. I mean, if things got really, really bad and you weren't aware of that and they were coming after the red list or the blue list, something to definitely think about, okay? Uh, next article. Uh, early Wednesday morning, a computer glitch shut down a security checkpoint for a couple of hours at Austin Bergstrom International Airport. The line snaked out the door as many travelers waited for more than an hour, and some missed their flights. One of the first people in line after the shutdown never made it through, though. She was arrested and banned from the airport. Claire Herskin 56 years old, who says she is a rape victim and who has a pacemaker-type device implanted in her chest, says her constitutional rights were violated. She says she never broke any laws, but the TSA administration disagrees. She said, quote, I told them I'm not going to have my breasts felt. And she said, and the TSA agent said, yes, you are. When Herskin refused, she says that the police actually pushed me to the floor, handcuffed me, by then I was crying, and they drug me 25 yards across the floor in front of the whole security area. That's Big Brother right there, and they were just waiting to do this to her. Here's a lady, 56 years old, former rape victim, with a pacemaker type thing, that didn't want to have the enhanced full body grope sexual assault done to her. And so they, and so it's getting to the point where the police state is just forcing and imposing their will on people. At will. Uh, editors note, it says, this is the new policy of Nazi America. Women demand that their breasts not be groped, and the TSA agent looks you in your face and says, yes, you are. The mainstream media literally acts like this is totally normal and should be applauded. Yeah, and they, they interviewed two little sheeple people, two women that said, well, yeah, I understand that she has you know, her beliefs or whatever, but we need to be protected. And see, this is the thing that's so nauseating, is that people are going along with this, and, and it's what they don't understand is, is that it's never going to be enough for Satan. It's never going to be enough. He's never going to have enough control over them until they're burning in hell. Then he'll finally be satisfied. You know, then he will. But by then it's too late. Okay, because, I mean, I'm not saying everyone that would feel that way can't be a born-again Christian, but, for the most part, people that are that apathetic, people that are that deluded, and that willing to go along with the system, I believe are going to line right up for the mark of the beast. Or whatever tainted DNA vaccine they may come out with next. And again, I've reported on that many times as well. We will talk about that more in this teaching. Next article, Fed's target airline pilot for exposing TSA security as a sham on YouTube. Sacramento-based airline pilot is the subject of a federal investigation for exposing what he says are serious flaws in the TSA airport security protocols. According to ABC News 10, in Sacramento, a 50-year-old pilot who requested to be, remain anonymous says the TSA applies its strict screening protocols to passengers and even flight crews, but ground crews are freely able to access secure areas with a simple card swipe. And all the guy did is he took his phone and he wa- walked around the airport, San Francisco International, and he said, he says, okay, you got to go through all this garbage if you're a pilot or a passenger. Okay, all this garbage you got to go through. But the people that work in the um, baggage areas and probably others, all they've got to do is have a card that they swipe and they go through a door. 
Nobody's there to screen them. And those people could be carrying all kinds of incendiary devices and then planting them in the baggage that goes right on the plane or putting them in the cargo hall. And they're not even being taped. Nobody would even know who did it, most likely. And yet the people, the law-abiding citizens that are being basically being treated like terrorists, including the pirates, pilots, they got to go through all this garbage, these, you know, invasive, full-body, terahertz, radi- DNA-ripping, terahertz, ionizing radiation body scans, naked porno scanners that, that give a detailed image of you and your family, a detailed naked image, or they can opt for the enhanced, groped, sexual assault pat-down, and run the risk of getting diseases because they haven't changed their gloves. And if they had, if they patted down somebody and they're going under the underwear now, and they had something like herpes or crabs or whatever chlamydia or or some type of um, of skin infection like MRSA, multiple resistant Staph aureus, which is highly virulent, and then they touch your skin, guess what? You got that disease now or that infection. I mean, it sounds like a win-win situation for for the passenger, right? Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. As you can see, airport security is kind of a farce. That's one of the things he says on the video. The pilot explains in his video as he shows an entrance to a secured area. It's only smoke and mirrors. So you believe there's actually something going on here. It's a total bunch of garbage is what it is. The pilot has worked for the airline for more than 10 years and has been issued a federal handgun to carry with him in the cockpit. But after blowing the whistle on the serious security breaches taking place at the airport, four federal air marshals and two sheriff deputies showed up at his house to confiscate the weapon, and they also asked him to give up his state-issued concealed carry permit. On December 6th, the pilot also received a letter from the TSA explaining that an administrative review into your deputation status as a federal flight deck officer has been initiated, a move that he believes is a warning from the feds saying not to mess with the system unless you want to face the consequences. So see, Big Brother is going to turn on the heat because he's not being a good little Nazi and not laying down and just doing exactly what they tell him to do. According to the same ABC News 10 report, the the pilot's airline asked him to remove the videos from YouTube shortly after he posted them. But portions of the videos captured as part of the ABC 10 News report can be viewed at the following link, which I give you. You can check that out. Um, next article. TSA has no regular testing system for its porno scanners. I think that's a good good uh, way to refer to them as. They're porno scanners. It's pornography. And a lot of it's child pornography. You know? Any other place on the planet, it would be highly illegal. But it's okay in, in our airports. It's okay to be violated. And you pay for this. You pay top dollar to get on a plane to be violated. Many experts are skeptical that the TSA's new backscanner porno scanner, porno scanner machines are safe. But even the experts who endorse them are careful to bracket their reassurances with certain caveats. The safety of the machines depend heavily. Now, they're not safe, no matter what. This ionizing full body terahertz wave radiation is not safe. We're going to see an epidemic of at bare minimum, skin cancer. At bare minimum, total infertility with men because of, of the uh, radiation exposure on the surface of the body. And I believe, and I've seen 
pictures where of these things where you can actually see people's shin bones. So this radiation is going a lot deeper than skin deep. Okay? And radiation causes free radical production, and this particular type of radiation actually causes the unzipping of the DNA, which is what makes us us. Okay? It causes that to unravel and unzip. Okay? It's just one more way Satan's trying to kill us off. Just one of the many. Okay? So, these machines supposedly depend heavily on their being properly maintained, regularly tested, and expertly operated, which isn't happening. Whether or not you're comfortable with the intended radiation emissions from the scanners, no one in their right mind would argue that a broken machine that lovingly lingers over your reproductive organs and infuses them with 10,000 to 100,000 times the normal dosage would be desirable. But it's desirable to Satan. Just remember, he wants that. But when Andrew Schneider, AOL's public health correspondent, contacted, contacted the TSA to find out what maintenance and testing is in place to ensure safe operation of the scanners, he discovered that TSA appears to have no regimen at all to ensure that they are functioning within normal parameters. None. None. While the TSA claims that entities like the FDA, the U.S. Army, and Johns Hopkins all regularly inspect their machines, none of these groups agrees. They all disavow any role in regularly maintaining and testing the TSA's equipment. You'd think that they would at least lie about it. No, they're not even lying about it. They just disavow. The Army has tested machines in three airports, but has not conducted any further testing. And John Hopkins denies that it has certified the machines as safe for operation in the first place, let alone taking on any ongoing testing and certification programs. So that's another thing to think about. These things aren't even properly calibrated. And the people that, that run them are, are, I mean, I've said the kind of quality of people that they're employing, these minimum wage work. I'm not saying if you're minimum wage, you're, you're, but I'm talking about people that, you know, illegal aliens, um, people that are, um, have, they've already discovered people that are drawn to this job have many, many times a uh, background in, in uh, pedophilia. And these types of things, that's been already proven. And if you were a pedophile, wouldn't this be something you'd be attracted to? Where you could grope, you know, little boys and girls and, and, and take naked pictures of them and these types of things. And, you know, some pervert. I mean, those are the types of people. I mean, who in the right mind would want to do this? Violate people all day long and then have people make, you know, terrible comments back to you. Because I know a lot of people do make comments. But, you know, what a terribly horrific job that would be. Anyway, going further, next article, license plate readers to see explosive growth. Reporting from Washington just after midnight on October 26th, a stolen Jeep Cherokee of a university professor who was slain the previous morning passed a camera mounted on a pole. It took the automatic camera less than a second to scan and process the license plate number discover it in a database, and send out an alert to police cruisers. A second. A detective spotted the vehicle gave chase, leading to the arrest near downtown Washington of the 18-year-old driver, who is being held in nearby Montgomery County, Maryland, on auto theft charges, and is considered a person of interest in the homicide police set. The technology used in this case has recently swept the country. Long used in Europe, it is now employed in all 50 states, and is helping to combat the flow of drugs and illegal currency and weapons across the U.S.-Mexico border. It's doing a great job. Really great job. I mean, they're giving the illegal aliens 
and all, all these benefits, I mean, they're literally state-sponsored um, legislation benefits where they're actually getting funding for college now and, and you know, all of these things where they're getting all these free passes and all this governmental help. And, and again, we've documented in times past where they're just letting illegal aliens pour over the borders. Not only that, a lot of them are actually terrorists from the Middle East. That's all okay, though. But if they were really doing their job, they could easily stop it. But they don't want to. But what they want to do is create this big brother police state and under the guise of stopping the flow of drugs, illegal currency, and weapons across the U.S.-Mexico border. U.S. Customs and Border Protection awarded a contract in October worth as much as $350 million to increase its use along the border, where thousands of license plates are processed by the system every day. But the technique which, unlike speed cameras, snaps pictures of the vehicles passing by, worries privacy advocates. Wary of its inability to pinpoint and store the location of vehicles, they worry that innocent people may become easy target for tracking. It's like being forced to walk around with a barcode that a scanner can pick up, except that's your car, said Lee Ten, senior staff attorney for Electronic Frontier Foundation in San Francisco, which advocates for Consumer privacy rights. The relatively simple technology consists of cameras either mounted on police cars or at a stationary location, capable of capturing and processing more than 100,000 license plate images per hour. Wow, that's a lot of intel. Plate numbers are automatically run against a hot list, quote, hot list database of stolen, suspicious, or crime-related vehicles. Suspicious? What would that that be? Somebody on maybe the uh, red list or terror list? You know, somebody that speaks out against the government in any way, shape, or form. Big Brother. That's what it's going to be coming to. Uh, This was said by Captain Kevin Reardon of the Arlington, Virginia Police Department. In Arlington, license plate readers lead to at least one arrest per day. Reardon said there are 200 mobile cameras in the capital region and a number of stationary cameras in Washington and Maryland. One stationary system, it only costs about 15 grand for one, for one camera. That's it. And a mobile system only costs 20 grand. Said Nate Mahoney, Vice President of Marketing and Communication at ELSAG of North America, which manufactures the system used in the capital. The basis of the technology, which scans 1,800 plates a minute, was developed from the same optical character recognition used to read zip codes and sorting mail. Custom and Border Protection started using them in 2009. Nearly 500 cameras were installed in inbound lanes at the 39 busiest land ports along with Canada and Mexico. I bet you they're not stopping a whole lot of illegal aliens. <laughs> I bet you they're... If they were, why wouldn't they be sending them right back across the border? Nah, they're going to erase the borders. They don't need this. You know, let them come over. As vehicles approach checkpoints, stationary cameras take images of the front and rear license plate, a driver image, and a color picture of the car. Um, Those images are then run through a database. Cameras can also read and process enhanced travel documents. Enhanced documents are embedded with radio frequencies like passports and can be processed simply by holding them in the direction of the camera. Wow. In October, Unisys Corporation, which manufactured the hardware and software installed in 2009, received an additional contract 
from Customs and Border Protection worth as much as $350 million over the next five years. Now, one thing you can do to protect your passport is go to uh, ID Stronghold. I believe it's IDStronghold.com. And they're the ones that have the, those tri-weave bags that you can protect your cell phone. They also have passport holders that totally shield your passport from being able to be read remotely. They also have wallets that prevent your credit cards from being read or your driver's license from being read remotely. And I would highly advise with identity theft the way it is and with Big Brother encroaching the way they are, you know, if you can't afford, if you feel so convicted, to protect your own privacy. I don't see anything unbiblical about it. You know, you're just protecting, you know, yourself. So, um... Let's see. But the same technology that makes it faster and easier to peg suspicious vehicle also makes it easier to track innocent people. Uh, Every time a scan runs through a system, the location of the vehicle and the date the image was taken are stored in a database, even if it does not trigger an alert. And again, as this suspected terror watch list in America continues to grow, I saw this thing on a, a website the other day saying that if the terror watch list continues to grow at its current rate, like by like the year 2020 or something, there'll be more people on the terrorist watch list than are actually in America, which obviously is impossible, but that's the rate that it's growing. You know, again, it just gets to a point where nothing that you can do is going to appease Satan. It's just, it doesn't matter how low profile, you know, you want to try to make yourself. There'll come a point where it doesn't matter. You won't be able to appease the satanic system anymore, and you're going to wind up on one of their lists, most likely. Uh, Individual agencies determine how long that information is then stored. Some agencies store the data for a couple of days, others for six months. Arlington clears its database once a month. Yeah, I wonder if they really do that, though. I don't trust them. Next article. This is the Patriot app. It's a new app that you can get for your smartphone. Patriot app. Engage, and now I'm reading right off their website. Patriot app engages citizens to participate in creating safer, cleaner, and more efficient communities. Now, they've also got three other apps. One is for the schools, like public schools and probably any school. One is for this Patriot app, and another one's for hospitals. They're all as equally draconian and big brother. Okay. Patriot app engages citizens to participate in creating safer, cleaner, and more efficient communities by integrating mobile technology social networks, and government reporting. We produce a citizen-driven network of security and communication. In short, Patriot App deputizes your phone. So you can put a little badge on your phone because it deputizes your phone. I give you a picture of it. And it's got all these little different apps. One of them is national security threats. One of them is suspicious activity, crime reports, product safety, environmental safety, government waste, pandemics, uh, whistleblower, and then most wanted. So you can be a good little brown shirt Nazi by getting your Patriot app, and then you can go around and drive around town and report any suspicious activity, basically real-time, on your smartphone. And this does, it's like one-stop shopping for being a little Nazi, is what it is. What it is. Simply download, um, simple download, uh, simply download the report including pictures and submit information to relevant government agencies, employers, or publish incident data to social network tools. See, Satan, Big Brother, wants to make it as easy as possible for you to turn in your neighbor or whoever you might deem 
is a uh, suspicious or of a terroristic-like nature. Okay, he wants to make it as easy for you to do that as possible. Okay, so we so we're constantly looking over our shoulder, thinking, I wonder if my neighbor's going to turn me in. I wonder if he's going to rat me out. I wonder if he's going to do this. The key features are integrated reporting to, and this is right off their website, the FBI, the EPA, GAO, which is Governmental Accountability Office, and the CDC, Centers for Disease Control. Um, Also, you can interface this with social media like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, You can also view FBI's Most Wanted. Its uses, it enables citizens to communicate uh, to national security Communicate national security, suspicious activities, or crime. Government waste or possible violations. Environmental crime or possible violations. White-collar crime. Workplace harassment, discrimination, or other violations, or public health concerns. They should call it the Nazi app, is, is what I think they should call it. Next article. While you were sleeping, Congress attacked... When Americans awake after the Christmas holiday and their traditional New Year celebrations, they will awake in a country very different from the one they thought they had saved in the November elections. Before their, this is from News with Views, before their newly elected officials could take office in January, and while they were busy shopping for Christmas, Congress attacked. Americans handed Obama's Democratic Socialists what they thought was a devastating blow in November elections, in which they stripped uh, Nancy Pelosi and her gavel in the House, and put Harry Reid on ice in the Senate. While the people returned to their daily lives in preparation for the holiday celebrations, they were, sh- and while they shopped, Congress then attacked. In the closing weeks of the lame, remember I said this, I said, you got to watch out what they're going to try to do lame duck. Oh, they did all that and more. Um, the closing week of the lame duck session didn't look lame at all. In fact, it was in rare form. The lame duck didn't look lame at all. In fact, it was in rare form. Before losing power for the foreseeable future, Democratic Socialists passed the following as an Xmas present to all Americans. Uh, here's just some things they did. They grabbed full control of your food supply via their so-called Food Safety Act. Now, these are almost everything I'm listing here. I sent out individual uh, emails to proactively... Um, contact either senators, congressmen, Obama, or whatever, to to voice and say, we're against this. Because the Illuminati is of such a mindset that if the sheeple people do nothing when they're trying to implement a draconian legislation, that is the green light for them to implement it. Okay, If there's not enough public outcry, generally speaking, that is what gives them the green light to implement their draconian agenda. Okay, So, uh, they grab full four Full control of your food supply via the Food Safety Act. They forced our U.S. military to focus on gay rights instead of training soldiers and winning wars. They spent a trillion or more in money we don't have, all on their leftist agenda. They seized control of the Internet. They passed Russia's START Treaty, making certain America is a gelded superpower. They expanded labor union powers to prop up corrupt unions at every state at every level. They warned all Americans to, quote, expect bad news in the coming days as they have allowed our enemies to live among us and cannot prevent coming terror strikes on U.S. soil in the war on terror that they say doesn't actually exist. They made sure that taxpayers were going to pay people not to work for up to 36 months, and they only extended tax breaks for employers and investors for another year, making sure that the private sector job creation remained stagnant. They also put 
a career military officer in Leavenworth Prison for asking who his commander-in-chief really is. In short, they have done more to destroy this country in the last week than one could scarce, scarce, scarcely conceive. And that's a that's one whale of a week. They could not have done it without the consent of Republicans, and that's the real story here. Okay, so continuing, Obama is following Hugo, Hugo Chavez and seizing control of this nation. Republicans could have stopped it all if they had wanted to. Instead, they chose to let Obama, Pelosi, and Reid ram it all through in the so-called lame duck session so that they could blame Democrats for the passage of this anti-American onslaught. See, they're all in it together. You know, it's just two different sides of the same slimy coin is all we're dealing with here, okay, if the truth be known. And I understand that. Okay, so, I mean, if you see me send out these things, it's not because I don't believe that. It's just because I know that the Illuminati and will, um, if we do nothing at all, that totally sends them the green light. And I'm trying to buy the body of Christ more time. Hopefully more people would get saved in these types of things. We're trying to fight and resist evil, essentially, is what we're, t- we're trying to do here. Because um, this is pure evil. Everything that they railroaded through, other than they didn't get the amnesty through. But again, we're going to discuss that in a second here. Um, people who think that the Republicans they elected in November will shift the direction of this train wreck in 2011 are even are even in for more surprises. I mean, Sean Hannity's got all this stuff up there like, okay, they stopped the uh, Pelosi and Reid Express. Now they're going to make sure that Obama's a one-term president and all this other stuff. And they act like they've achieved these great victories. And all of this draconian garbage just got rammed down our throat. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Um, everything they were elected to just stop just passed Congress with one exception. Amnesty for millions of illegal aliens. Since Democratic Socialists couldn't quite get that one passed, they are taking a new tack. They just plan on erasing the U.S. borders altogether. Which is what they, they wanted to do anyway. The North American, you know, union. Okay. Had Republicans wanted to stop any of it, they could have. They didn't. Meanwhile, White House President Barack Obama is so proud of his lame duck accomplishments that he is headed off for a holiday vacation in sunny Hawaii. This guy's taken more vacations by far than any president we've ever had. I mean, not even close. This devil. And so, um, that's, that's the state of affairs. I just wanted to touch on that. I've already sent out several emails regarding specifically on those pieces of legislation, and just don't have time to get into them all. And now it's a done deal. So, you know, this is just for uh, what happened. Something happened in Canada. A Canadian Parliament recently passed its own form of leg- legislation of S five ten, which is, I believe, similar to our Food Safety Act that we just passed. The draconian U.S. food safety bill that threatens to eliminate the freedom to grow, sell, and buy clean food. The Canadian's bill is Bill C-36, deceitfully branded by the Canadian mainstream as a consumer protection law, is actually part of the larger Codex Alimentarius Food Tyranny Plan. Codex Alimentarius is basically total control over food, vitamins, minerals, any kind of health-related products on a global scale. And it's been in the works for well over 10 years. I've known about it for a long time. Um... What this bill in Canada does is it eliminates the law of trespass and allows Canadian police to invade private property and confiscate whatever they wish without a warrant. So it's going on everywhere. Uh, Next article. 
A national medical experiment is now underway in Houston area. It is one of eight cities in which the federal government is trying an out trying out a public-private partnership to increase the vaccination rate. A private-public partnership to do what? To increase the vaccination rate. Those DNA-tainted, mercury-riddled, devil vaccines that they're they're trying to put out. The program includes a $10 million worth of free vaccines provided by Walgreens and having faith-based organizations educate their congregations about the importance of getting a flu shot. You, you understand why I rant and rave about the 501c3 corporate whore church of America? This is just one part of it. The 501c3 corporate church, I've, I've reported on this, is already linked up with Homeland Security. Many of these churches are in FEMA. They're going to be the very places where most likely a lot of of, uh, Christians are going to be rounded up and taken off to the camps. They're going to be places where they actually perform the vaccinations, most likely at that point forced. And here the pastors of the sheeple people, are are the wolves in sheep's clothing, are going to be the one placating the masses and saying everything's okay. Everything's okay. Trust big brother. Romans 13 says trust your government. Do whatever they say. Well, you know, that's what Hitler used. He used that as well. I've done a whole teaching on Romans 13. The only, the only way that, that portion of Scripture applies is when they are a force for good and not for evil. Well, this government's clearly a force for evil at this point. So Romans 13 doesn't apply when they're a force for evil. Would it have applied to Hitler? Or Stalin? Or Mao Zedong? Or Pol Pot? Well, that, that, was, a, that was a legitimate government, right? That was the government over that particular... Well, we, we just need to do it because God put them there. See, but this is the, this is the verse that, that the pastors will use to get the masses, their congregations, to fall in line and uh, to line up for these DNA-tainted flu shots, which possibly have microchips in them. They've got... Hitachi's got a microchip dust that, that you know... They can inject into anything. There could be microchips at the end stage of quality control put in there, reported on that. There's tainted DNA. There's mercury. There's aluminum. There's all kind of horrific things. There's squalene. There's all kind of things that cause autoimmune reactions and disorders. And many of the vaccines are actually literally cultured from aborted babies. 13 of them at least, which I detail in my avian flu presentation up on YouTube. You can go see. Just can't Scott Johnson and avian. On YouTube, you can watch me. Uh, two and a half, two hour presentation I did from the Prophecy Club a long time ago, 2006. I did it in Topeka, Kansas. I give you all 13. There's probably more, and it's easily verifiable. They're literally cultured off aborted babies. So when you get a vaccine that's cultured off an aborted baby, you think you might be getting a curse. You think there might be a demonic component to that vaccination. Why are they so obsessed about getting these vaccinations into our systems? Who knows what it's doing to a person on a spiritual level? Because I think that's what Satan really cares about. How can he How can he defile us as it was in the days of Noah? So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, he had defiled things so bad in Noah's day. The humanity, he had defiled them so bad that God had destroyed the whole world with a flood. Don't you think he might be trying the same tactic today? He's just a little more stealth in how he's doing it. He's doing it from a lot more different angles. And these devil churches are teaming up with Walgreens 
and the farmer cartel to educate their congregations about the importance of getting a flu shot. When it's been proven that they do nothing but increase your risk of getting the flu and all kind of other horrific side effects as well. I had a patient that had come into me. I told you the study before. He had a flu shot and he died two days later. He's dead. I mean, he was like, you know, 40s. Treated him for several months. I saw his wife later. Oh, yeah, he, he died two days after he had a flu shot. You know how people die from these things? Or come down with some unbelievably debilitating autoimmune disease? Because you're injecting poisons into your bloodstream? And, and your immune system just goes berserk much of the time? I tell you, Satan's trying to kill us every way you can imagine. The lessons learned from this program will help the Department of Health perfect its future flu season plans. The Houston Department of Health and Human Services have been giving out free flu shot vouchers to uninsured people. See, they're getting to the point where, yeah, they'd like to make money, but it's more important to get this poison injected into the masses than it is for us to make money. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll make our money somewhere. Don't, you don't worry about us pharma cartels. You know, pharmakia, which is where we get the root word for sorcery in the, in the King James Bible. So, witchcraft. You know, this, and literally it is a witch's brew. I mean, what do you want to culture the vaccine off? An aborted baby, maybe a green Reese's monkey, diseased kidney. And these are things that they literally grow the vaccines off. A chicken embryo. Eye of Newt, Tail of Frog, whatever. It's like, it's like a literal witch's cauldron. Don't think I'm biased or anything, or I'm against them. Come on. I don't want to give you that impression. I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's what it boils down to. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. I made a lot of enemies because I told them the truth, but, you know... I'm sorry, my life's not a popularity contest as a Christian. I'm not here to make enemies. I don't want to make enemies, but I know I do. But I'd rather be right with the Lord regarding these things. Not to say I don't mess up. You know? But, anyway, each voucher covers the cost of a flu shot and its administration at any area Walgreens pharmacy. Walgreens has, I've noticed when you drive by there, it has this little, like, some of them, the newer ones have this little glass thing where it has this little mortal and pestle and has, like, little, like, uh, like, neon stars. It literally is like witchcraft. The pharmacies are pharmakia, which is where the sorcery occurs. All drugs have side effects. Every one of them. That's why the PDR, the physician's desk reference, is so thick. I mean, it's so big now, it should come with wheels and a little luggage handle on it. So you can roll it around. You know? I mean, unless you're like a, you know, a 400-pound alpha male silverback gorilla, it's hard to carry around. You could use that thing to work out with. Well, it's because most, it's so thick because there's so many side effects from all the pharmacia drugs that they've got and all the contraindications and side effects and all that. That's what most of the book is. Anyway, I give you several, actually a total of 12 different studies I did on this particular subject, the swine flu vaccine. 12 different ones. Most of them were all done uh, in um, 
think uh, about, well, a little over a year ago, a little over a year ago, when we had that real big swine flu thing. Anyway, if you want to, if you want to get a really good education on that particular subject, the, the information there is just as pertinent today. It might not be, you know, obviously up to date with what's going on right this second, but the information about vaccinations that's in there will be a real education for you. Uh, next article, new research reveals your hand soap could actually kill you. Uh, it's no joke, and word researchers are trying to get the word out to the public about the latest health risk. The Western world has become phobic about germs, just about every kind of germ, even good bacteria. Manufacturers of soaps and cleaners saw an opportunity to cash in on the growing concern about germs among consumers and did to the tune of adding billions of dollars in new revenue to their bottom lines through effective marketing of fear. That's how the pharma cartel works and all these big corporations, typically. If they can use fear, they'll use it. The fear of man bringeth a snare. That's what the Bible says. Antibacterial soap become, has become all the rage and the media accommodated the trend by hawking the products with news stories that were little more than veneers covering corporate press releases. The free publicity was worth many millions and manufacturers of antibacterial soaps had a field day. But the celebrations may be at an end because the society as a whole may be collectively poisoning itself with this substance. It is nearly ubiquitous in many kinds of household cleaners, from liquid hand soaps to dishwashing liquids to certain kinds of even deodorants. What is this stuff? It is a chemical agent that is antimicrobial called triclosan. Triclosan. T-R-I-C-L-O-S-A-N. Go read your labels. It's, it's toxic, it's actually a registered pesticide, and exposure to it can kill over time. And it is almost everywhere you turn. Recent studies have revealed that triclosan, uh, triclosan tends to kill bacteria, but not 100% of it. Unfortunately, that helps to create what is being called superbacteria that have been developed as strong resistant to both antibacterials and antibiotics. See, antibiotics are the same way. They only work in a very limited range of bacterial agents. They do nothing for viruses. Okay? Well, that's why we've got these super strains of bacteria like MRSA, multiple resistant Staph aureus that I just mentioned. The Staph, that you get it and they don't have any remedy for it or cure. That's why. Because it's been created by using these antibacterials and antibiotics over the last decade. Antibacterials are more recent. But antibiotics, that's the monster that was created. Again, all by design. Before the modern day event of, of antibiotics, mild silver protein was what was used. But the medical profession found that it worked way too good. It actually killed, um, did a much better job, worked on over 650 different viruses and bacteria. Whereas antibiotics typically work on a range of about three to five that they actually kill. And when you have something that actually works, they can't re- make that all that repeating revenue. Whereas antibiotics, what happens most of the time, you take them, and you got to keep taking them because, yeah, they kill the bacteria, uh, but again, not 100%. They also kill all your good bacterial flora in your intestinal tract, which has a lot to do with your immune system function. So then you just get it back, and you also get back yeast and candida because those good bacteria in the intestinal tract are what keeps the candida and yeast in check. So you get candida systemically, and you got to keep taking the antibiotics over and over and over, and it never ends. This is why I tell people if you're going to treat, you know, and you use mild silver protein, um, 
when you're done with your therapeutic dosage, always make sure you take a really good probiotic. You can find those at most health food stores in the refrigerated section to put back the good bacteria in the intestinal tract. If you want to know more about the mild silver protein, you can go to my website, drdr-johnson.com. And you can actually watch my presentation I did on the silver right there. It's the YouTube thing. You just click right on those things and, and watch the whole thing. And I explain the whole thing out to you, how it was actually used up until the 1938 federal takeover by the FDA of, of the, uh, of the um, uh, Food and Drug Administration there, up until their takeover in 1938, miles of a protein was commonly prescribed by MDs, you know, in their own offices. But again, you know, they don't want things that are actually going to cure things. This is how the medical profession perpetuates itself, and this is how they control, and this is how they make what they call reoccurring revenue. They get you hooked on a drug or a drug cycle, and you never get off the train. They're, they're making money that way. And what m- drugs do most of the time is just cover up symptoms. A lot of times they'll take things like heart medications and things like that, which lets the underlying problem fester and get worse until the point where you actually become a real surgical candidate, which is where they make the really big money. And it's all about controlling you from cradle to grave through pharmacia. A whole slew of drug-resistant diseases are now cropping up because of that, including deadly infections like MRSA. Triclosan has been proven to exacerbate exacerbate children's allergies and it's also toxic to fish, so keep it away from your aquariums. If none of this sounds particularly alarming, there's more. According to research done by Water and Food Watch, Triclosan affects reproduction in lab animals, produces toxic chemicals such as dioxin and chloroform, which reacts with other chemicals like chlorine and water, irritates the skin in humans, and might even cause cancer. So many products contain triclosan as an antimicrobial additive that much of it ends up getting flushed down the drains as the nation's water supply. I mean, think about it. You wash your hands, it goes down the drain. Uh, but remember, your skin is a very highly absorptive organ, so you're getting a lot of it right through the skin. But when the chain of contamination is followed, the substance is not only polluting water, but food as well. It's even interacting with the environment at the smallest levels. For instance, it has actually been found in even household dust. Recently, a major environmental study discovered triclosan has polluted 55% of America's rivers, endangering the fish, and a whopping 75% of Americans' bodies. Again, this is all by satanic design. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to destroy God's creation. Most, our, his main target is us because we're created in God's image. But he also wants to destroy God's environment. He wants to create all these GMO, genetically modified um, seeds, foods, and, and organisms in order to defile humanity. He wants to create hybrids, hybrid, hybridization of foods, people, you name it, animals. Those numbers are very unsettling when the evidence is strengthening concerning Triclosan's carcinogenic properties is cancer-causing. Of course it is. That triclosan is toxic is not debatable. The evidence that it kills is mounting. In fact, the evidence is now so strong that countries like Canada and Japan currently monitor and restrict its use. 
Other company, other countries like Germany and Denmark have issued strong advisories to consumers, cautioning against its use. The European Union has weighed in on the substance by officially listing it as an irritant, dangerous to humans and the environment, and deadly to aquatic life. Despite the fact that the world is awakening to the toxic dangers of this substance, the U.S. government has issued no restrictions on its use, while the EPA has officially registered the toxin as a pesticide. The FDA has left it unregulated. Therefore, the substance is being added to almost every U.S. personal care product that touts itself as being antibacterial or antimicrobial. EPA officials suggest that every American cease using the products that contain the toxin and is consider banning it altogether. Because of this, the FDA has finally begun to test the chemical's effect on humans, hopefully after years of constant exposure, and the percentage that's floated in the water supply, the two agencies' efforts are not too little too late. But again, you know, that's not Satan's agenda. Next article. USDA's Certified Organic Dirty Little Secret. It's called Neotame. This is by Barbara H. Peterson of Farm Wars. Just when we thought that buying organic was safe, we run headlong into the deliberate poisoning of our organic food supply by the FDA in collusion with none other than the folks who brought us aspartame, or NutraSweet. NutraSweet is a former Monsanto asset, has developed a new and improved version of this neurotoxin called Neotame. Now, NutraSweet breaks down to either formic acid in your body, which is ant sting poison, or formaldehyde, which is what they embalm you with, or wood alcohol, which is highly toxic to the liver. I think one other thing, too, but anyway, this is NutraSweet's uh, little brother, it's an improved version of NutraSweet called Neotame. Neotame has a similar structure to Asperitame. And again, you, uh, you can take Asperitame, great thing to do if you want to get rid of all the ants in your house, just take some Asperitame, mix it with honey or some type of, you know, syrupy, sugary thing and put it out there for the ants. And the ants will come by and eat it and they'll all die. It'll kill the whole nest. It's, it works like Amdro. They take it to the nest, they feed it to the queen, they're all dead. So it does the same thing to you. This is, you know, if you want to kill yourself slowly and cause all kind of horrific side effects and things like that, you know, just go ahead and do that. Notice that, you know, when you go to the restaurants now, you've got three choices of death. You've got Splenda, which, you know, causes myasthenia gravis and has chlorine as a huge byproduct. It's actually part of what it's made from, chlorine, and causes all kind of horrific things. And then you have Sweet and Low. Or saccharin, which, you know, up until recently had a warning on there, causes cancer in laboratory rats and animals, and, and that's also highly toxic and cancer-causing. And then you also have NutraSweet, which, again, I just mentioned, you know, uh, neurotoxin causes uh, multiple sclerosis-like symptoms and seizures and all, all kind of fun stuff like that. They all cause cancer, too, all of these products. So you have your three triple choices of death, how you want to sweeten your um, drinks, and a lot of times now they're actually putting it in the drinks, you know, wherever you go. They're, oh, it's the light version. Oh, light. Oh, good. Good. I won't put on those excess pounds either, which is a total bunch of garbage because what they're doing, what these false sweeteners are doing is tricking your body into thinking it's getting carbohydrates. Okay, when that happens, once the body realizes it's not a true carbohydrate, it craves more. So all this garbage about diet is such a load of garbage. It doesn't. It, it, it's it's such a lie from the pit of hell. All it's doing is tricking your body into thinking that it's getting carbohydrates when it realizes it's not. You crave more. It's a drug. 
So you crave more, and you literally get addicted to it. All by design. Um, <clears throat> Neotame has a similar structure to a spare team, except that from its structure, it appears even more toxic than a spare team. Hey, they gotta, you know, they gotta embolden themselves in the way they're trying to kill us. So now they got Neotame. The potential increase in toxicity will make up for the fact that less is now to be used in diet drinks. So, you know, these will be a little bit less. Still kill you quicker, but hey. Like aspartame, some of the concerns include gradual, neurotoxic, and immunotoxic damage from the combination of formaldehyde. Remember when I said formaldehyde? It's what they embalm people with. That's what it breaks down to as one of its byproducts, formaldehyde. So it's fun because you're bombing yourself from the inside out. When you die, you won't have to pay the mortician near as much to embalm you because you've already done it for them. It's kind of like self-service embalming. You know? It's like one foot on a banana peel and the other in the grave or whatever. Anyway, um, formaldehyde metabolite, which is toxic at extremely low doses, and it's also excitotoxic. It also has an excitotoxic amino acid, phenylalanine. Which in and of itself, phenylalanine is not bad, but when you combine it with poison, it is. Okay? And another cytotoxic, uh, cytotoxic substances, MSG, which they also ladle in all kind of foods. And most of the time, that's not labeled either. Anytime you get a label and you look at natural flavorings, that's MSG. What it is, is it cannot be more than 50% of a particular ingredient, or you have to label it as such. So natural flavorings, it could be 49% MSG, and then like 51% whatever, rat paste, or whatever they put in there. I don't know, whatever they put in there. I mean, natural flavorings. Uh, hydrolyzed vegetable protein is another way they hide MSG. Uh, spices, another way they hide it. I mean, just go up on the internet. Do a key search for MSG, ways they hide. That's something a lot of people are, I mean, that stuff's horrifically bad for you. But surely this product wouldn't would be labeled at least, the Neotame, right? Not so. For this little gem, no labeling is required. And it's even included in the USDA certified organic food. See, they gotta get they gotta get the organic food. Knew they were gonna try something like this. I'm sure there's probably other stuff they're doing we don't even know about. You know? But now they're they're getting into the USDA certified organic. Because they know the people that are eating organic are more in the know and people that are more apt to have a brain and 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 possibly resist tyranny and think things through. I'm not saying that if you're not eating organic, you're not. Okay, Maybe you truly can't afford it. These types of things. But I'm saying in general, people that, that are doing that are more health conscious. You have to admit that much. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I go to a, a big uh, health food store and the people in there, by and large, look much more healthier than the standard population. I'm telling you flat out they do. Now, I'm not saying that a lot of them aren't new age gurus. They're probably contemplating their navel every night in a lotus position, spitting marbles out of their mouth. I don't know. That may be the case. Sorry, I lost control there. Uh, But, by and large, they're much healthier looking. Okay? They may be demonically infested, but you know, that's that's what I've noticed and noted. Um, so, 
the food labeling requirements required for Asperitame have now been dropped for Neotame. Do you believe this? No, we don't need to label this. This is a poison. You're, you're going to be a good little Nazi and take your, your, your little spoon of poison and shut your mouth, boy. You're going to take this and like it. And, and no one is clear on why this is allowed to happen. Oh, I'm sure Satan has nothing to do with it. Nah. Uh-uh. Neotame has been ruled acceptable and without being included on the list of ingredients for, listen to this, USDA certified organic food items. They don't even have to label it now. You know what is, is really is horrific about this? Is that the organic food companies, I mean, if they're going to go along with this, that they would go along with this. Just shows goes to show you all they care about is money, too. I mean, I, I mean, if, if you would go along with this as an organic food company, you're no better than any of the other companies, as far as I'm concerned. Because people are paying a whole lot more money for organic. And you devils are going along with this. It also doesn't have to be labeled in certified kosher products with the official letter K inside the circle on labels. Which, in general, are better quality food than non-kosher items. Not always, I should say. But in general, they are, Yes. Because I found a lot of things that were kosher that were also really horrific. Okay, A guy put up this video a long time. I watched it. And he's like, see, look, when it says kosher, it's always good. No, 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 no. No, it's not. I went through and I found all kind of things at the grocery store that was labeled kosher that was horrific. All kind of things. So that's not true either. Yes, in general, overall, it is a, generally a step up. But I mean... I go to the, I go to the, if you go to a regular grocery store, it's like, okay, it's, it's like going to a landmine. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's like, it's like rows and rows of landmines. And literally 99% of the stuff is total garbage. Particularly in the inner aisles where everything's canned and processed and packaged. I mean, you've really got to, you know, not to say I never eat anything bad. But I'll be honest with you, if I eat something bad... I got like a pro, a product I take called Colacol 2. It's a it's a Montmorillonite bentonite type of clay, and it will literally bind up the toxins in that food. I mean, you literally take it for food. You can take it for food poisoning, also an intestinal detox. Not to say you have to take Colacol 2. You can go and you can order clay online. You can use that for an internal use. Now, I'm not saying it should be an excuse to eat like garbage all the time either. But I'm saying it's not a perfect world. We can't always eat. You know, sprouts and mung beans every meal. It just can't, it can't happen. So, when that being the case, knowing we don't live in a perfect world, knowing that who knows if we'll even have access to any kind of good food in the future, those are some good things to have. Activated charcoal is very good if you have a case of food poisoning or this, or this bentonite clay. It will bind up the toxins, and you won't get sick if you take it within enough time of after you've been uh, got food poisoning. I've seen it work too many times. I mean, I can be dogmatic about that statement. So you can do Pascal clay or bentonite clay. Um, these types of clays you can take. A lot of them you can take internally, and it will do. It's like an intestinal detox, and it also you know you take that with um, with bad food. You know, fried foods or whatever. And it will bind up a large percentage of the toxins in the food. So, 
Anyway, um, let's go further here. So, if you buy... Um, well, let's go further. Uh, let me make this perfectly clear. Neotame does not have to be included in any list of ingredients. I mean, this is just beyond comprehension. So, if you buy processed food, whether it's USDA certified organic or not, that food, well, I'm, it says most likely will contain neotame. I don't, I don't want to go that far, because if it doesn't have a sweetener component, it's not gonna, it shouldn't be in there. Unless they're just throwing it in there and trying to kill you. You know, at this point, I wouldn't surprise me, but nothing would surprise me at this point. That food will most likely contain neotame because it's, it's cost-effective, and since no one knows it's even in there. Oh, what they don't know won't hurt them. Those stupid sheeple people. It don't matter. We're just trying to get them to eternity a little quicker. There's no, uh, so, there's no public bash, backlash similar to what is happening with aspartame. It's a win-win situation for them. Because, see, a lot of people know about NutraSweet now. So what we'll do is we'll make, we'll make its little brother even more toxic. We'll throw it into the food and we won't tell anybody. And you can't do a thing about it. What do you think about that? But that's not all. Just love chowing down on that delicious steak. Well, now that cow most likely would have been fed with feed containing, you guessed it, neotame. They're putting it in the feed. A product called Sweetos which is actually composed of neotame, is being substituted for molasses in animal feed. Oh, man, you just cannot get away from it all. Unbelievable. So you are what you eat. So if Mr. Moo Cow is eating the, is, is eating the uh, sweet house, animal feed, and you eat Mr. Moo Cow, guess what? You get his tainted meat, which gets into your body. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly the same as consuming the neotame, but it, it can't be good. Can't be good. Sweetos is an economical substitute for molasses. No, you can't use the real thing. We, we don't want to use God's creation, molasses. No, no, no. We got to use some genetically altered Franken food that they're putting in, you know, the feed for the cows. Sweetos guarantees the masking of unpleasant taste and odor. And improves the palatability of the feed. The product will be economical for farmers and manufacturers of cattle feed. It can also be used in mineral mixture, said Craig Petre, CEO of the NutraSweet company, a division of Searle, which is the ones that brought us NutraSweet through Donald Rumsfeld and his corrupt buying off of the judges, the politicians, and the jury that literally railroaded this devil drug into the food supply a long time ago. Then it's all part of Monsanto. Monsanto's got to be one of the most wicked, wicked, evil com- companies on the planet. I mean, literally, I, I, I would say that would be a company you would literally want to pray um, regarding their wickedness, that it be exposed. Literally, they're, they're that evil. Pure, draconian evil. Why would we feed animals food that is so distasteful that we would have to mask the unpleasantness of the taste and the odor with an artificial sweetener? Do you, I mean, this is so incredibly unnatural and horrifically bad. Most animals will not eat spoiled, rancid feed. 
They know it by the smell that it's not good. Enter Sweetos or Neotame. Just cover up the unpleasant taste and odor, and you can feed them anything you want. Courtesy of, oh, so consider folks at Monsanto and Company. <laughs> killing people one person at a time. That should be their motto. No, killing the sheeple people one person at a time. That's what, they, that's what they're doing. Of course, Monsanto is no longer associated with NutraSweet. In the time-honored tradition of covering its tracks, Monsanto has pro- a proven track record of spinning off controversial portions of its company that generate too much scrutiny. Such as it did with the Solusha solution. Uh, says the farm industry news, Monsanto, which has long resided in the crosshairs of public scorn and scrutiny, appears to have dodged at least one bullet by spinning off its industrial chemical business into a set, separate entity called Solusha a couple years ago. Solusha has since been hammered by lawsuits regarding PCB contamination from what were once called Monsanto chemical plants in Alabama and other states. So what is the solution to the problem? Well, their solution is bioorganic food, Know your local farmer. I mean, this is getting to the point where it's just becoming harder and harder and harder just to try to even get anything untainted. And don't buy processed foods, whether they're labeled organic or not. Okay, so, again, buy local organic food, know your local farmer, and don't buy processed foods, whether labeled organic or not. I mean, I wish I had better news for you. I really do. Now, I'm not saying God can't bless and sanctify food through prayer, like the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 4. Okay? But, you know, again, we don't want to be knowingly trying to, you know, putting poisons in our bodies either. So, you know, again, I'm just trying to warn you about what's going on out there. And um, then this ends by saying this requires a drastic change in lifestyle that most will not want to make. Most haven't even went, even made any kind of change at all, overall. And it is getting harder and harder. I mean, obviously the best way, the best thing you could do is have your own organic garden. And to can the organic vegetables and these types of things. And, and the, these types of things typically have a very long shelf life. And, and, you know, that's probably, I'll be honest with you. I look at these, at these stinking foods they've got that they sell for these freeze-dried stuff. And these, um dehydrated, and I'm telling you right now, overall, they're garbage. They are total garbage. I can't even, the ingredient lists on these foods are so bad. There are so many MSG filled garbage ingredients in these companies that make these these um, these uh, freeze dried and, and uh, dehydrated foods that it makes your head spin. The only thing that you can really do if you're going to go that route and be halfway safe and it's almost impossible by organic. And I know it's very expensive. But if you were to go that route, you would really want to make sure that it wasn't like, you know, for instance, they sell these processed meals like, you know, fettuccine alfredo or whatever for freeze-dry. I'm telling you, the ingredient list in those things are horrific. I won't advocate hardly any company out there. In fact, I don't know of one I would advocate, not one. Unless you go and you just buy like straight like ground beef in a can. Or straight like green beans in a can, and you are able to actually see the ingredient list. You know, you just want it to be as basic as possible, and that's how you want for all the things that you're consuming. You want these things to be basic, just like 
one or two or three ingredients. When you start getting these laundry list of chemical-laden ingredients, and this is typically what you're going to get in anything that's like a frozen meal or any kind of pre-prepared meal, you're dealing with toxins. You're dealing with poisons. You're dealing with things that are unnatural. And for long-term consumption, yeah, it might taste fine, but it's not going. It's going to ultimately um, be detrimental to your health. And even if you were taking it with something like bentonite clay, you know, it's not the way to go because that's also going to bind up a lot of the other things you might need. So, I, again, I wish I had a better answer for you. But um, you know, dehydrating your own food, uh, canning your own food. Uh, buying, going maybe to the grocery store and buying in bulk, putting things in mylar bags with oxygen absorbers and putting them in, in plastic, uh, those five-gallon plastic tubs, that's a good way to store food long-term. You could store a lot of rice that way, okay? The best kind of rice would be organic because probably almost all the rice right now is GMO, genetically modified, but... You could go and you can actually get dried beans, dried rice. You can get organic. There are sections at health food stores that have these things in bulk, bulk sections. And you can literally store these in Mylar bags in those plastic, they're plastic paint containers you can get at Home Depot. You could go up on YouTube. And I've done, I just did a, a link not too long ago on how to dehydrate and, and process your own foods. But you can go up on YouTube, do keyword searches, you know, how to long-term food storage, storage, and you could do it yourself and save a ton of money. Granted, it's not going to be like you're eating at the Taj Mahal. You know, five-star dining. Lobster thermidor on a solid gold plate. You know, pheasant under glass. Beluga caviar, the red, not the black. Peking duck. It's not going to be like that. Okay? Sorry, I was kind of spouting off my culinary knowledge. Anyway, um, but you get hungry enough... You're going to be really happy you've got some, you know, storable food in there. And I don't, I don't advocate these, these freeze-dried companies that are putting out garbage. I mean, it, man, it burns me up when I, when I see them. It is so wrong on so many levels. They act like it's just good quality food. It is not. It is not. It's processed to the gills. It's just, and it's, it's wrong what they're doing. I, I view them as just part of the problem anymore, um, um, most of them. And I know, but just about everybody out there, all the Patriot networks, they all advocate this one, or they advocate this one. And I'm not saying like what Steve Quayle advocates, like with the coconut powder and the superfoods. Now, those are good. Those are good. And I think that's a decent company as well. Uh, I'm talking about the long-term storable foods. I'm, I'm saying I see a tremendous problem across the board with those. Um, and what they're doing. Now, if you can keep it simple and just keep it to one staple thing in a in whatever, a, a bin or a bucket or, or a can, that's fine. But just be careful. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and part three here. We'll go to part uh, four next.